NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. This is True Crime Garage, and this is part one of When a Killer Calls. June 1st, 1985, 3.10 a.m. I love you all. Last will and testament. I love you, Mommy, Daddy, Robert, Dawn, and Richard, and everyone else, and all the other friends and relatives. I'll be with my father now, so please, please don't worry. Just remember my witty personality and great special times we all shared together. Please don't ever let this ruin your lives. Just keep living one day at a time for Jesus. Some good will come out of this. My thoughts will always be with and in you. Casket closed. I love you all so damn much. Sorry, Dad. I had to cuss for once. Jesus, forgive me. Richard, sweetie, I really did and always will love you and treasure our special moments. I ask one thing, though. Accept Jesus as your personal Savior. My family has been the greatest influence on my life. Sorry about the cruise money. Someday, please go in my place. I am sorry if I ever disappointed you in any way. I only wanted to make you proud of me because I have always been proud of my family. Mom, Dad, Robert, and Don, there's so much I want to say that I should have said 
before now. I love you. I know you all love me and will miss me very much. But if you all stick together like we always did, you all can do it. Please do not become hard or upset. Everything works out for the good for those that love the Lord. All of my love, always. I love you all with all my heart. Sharon Sherry Smith P.S. Nana, I love you so much. I kind of always felt like your favorite. You were mine. I love you a lot. Friday, May 31st, 1985. At 3.38 p.m., Bob Smith discovered his daughter Sherry's car unattended with the driver's door open and the motor running at the end of the long driveway leading to the family's home. He called out her name several times and got no response. He checked the vehicle and found Sherry's purse on the seat. But where was his daughter? Sherry's father started searching for her. When his efforts failed, Mr. Smith contacted the police. This is just two days before 17-year-old Sherry Faye Smith was scheduled to sing the national anthem at her high school graduation. So while most of her friends and classmates were packing for their high school graduation trip, Sherry was abducted from the driveway of her Lexington County, South Carolina home. What followed was the largest search in South Carolina history. The investigation was bleak. They had no witnesses and no leads. Sherry is what law enforcement would consider to be an extremely low-risk victim. Therefore, it was important to clear the family as fast as possible and move on to other possibilities. Police very quickly ruled out any involvement by the immediate family or any of the members of the immediate family. They're hoping for a ransom demand. So police put a trace on the Smith's home phone. The next day, the Smith's received a phone call. On the line, a strangely distorted voice of a man who claims he has Sherry captive. He tells Sherry's mother, Hilda, who answered the phone, so you'll know this is not a hoax. Sherry had on a black and yellow bathing suit beneath her shirt and shorts. Then the caller says, you'll get a letter from Sherry later. State officials intercepted her letter. This was entitled, Last Will and Testament, from the mail. The letter we read during the trailer was that exact letter. Apparently, her abductor had Sherry drafted shortly before her death. This was a two-page handwritten letter, and while it clearly displayed an amazing amount of strength and courage on Sherry's behalf, after reading the letter, no one was optimistic. The papers were sent for fingerprint analysis. Local law enforcement was all over this one. The FBI was very quickly sent in, and the FBI feared the worst. Their theory is that the abductor most likely killed Sherry by the time that they arrived to assist in the case, and the killer would now be ready to search for another victim. They believe the kidnapper saw Sherry and her boyfriend Richard kissing at the local shopping mall. And from there, he followed her home. She stopped at the mailbox, and that's where he snatched her. 
Seems like a lot of creeps are hanging out at the local malls. So that was their working theory. And after this first call was received, they decided to set up recording equipment at the Smith home because now they're anticipating another phone call. On June 3rd, they received a call asking if they had received the letter. And the caller asked, do you believe me now? To which Hilda, this is Sherry's mother, replied, no, I have not heard from Sherry and I need to know if she is alive and well. So basically, if I'm following you correctly, this dirtbag calls the family and he says, I have her. Mm -hmm. And then he says, you're going to receive a letter. Right. But the letter is the last will and testament. So it's almost implying that she's dead. And then he calls them back and says, do you believe me now? Right. Right. He wants to know if they've received the letter. They, as said, it was intercepted by law enforcement. And this is actually a really good move by Sherry's mother, Hilda, to not kind of cower to this distorted voice on the other end of the phone. Yeah. She's saying, look, I've not heard from my daughter. I need to know if she's alive and well. I don't believe anything you're saying. You say you have her captive. Well, let me talk to my daughter. Right. And so in a sense, she's kind of calling his bluff, right? Or hoping so. Yeah. He says that when she asks him, I need to know if Sherry's alive and well, he then responds that you will know in two or three days and he hangs up the phone. Well, hold on to your horses because we have exclusive audio that we receive to play these phone calls on the show. And what you are about to hear is the first recorded phone calls from the killer to the family. Hello? Is this Neil? No, this is Dom. I need to speak to your mother. Could I ask who's calling? No. Okay, okay, hold on just a second, please. Have you received a mail today? Uh, yes, I have. Do you believe me now? Well, I'm not really sure I believe you because I haven't had any word from Sherry. And I need to know that Sherry is well. You'll know in two or three days. Why two or three days? Call the search off. Tell me if she is well because of her disease. Are you taking care of her? On. Yes. Did you come down from Charlotte? Uh, yes, I did. Who's calling, please? I need to speak to your mother. Okay. Get my mother. Um, she's coming. Tell her to hurry. She's hurrying. Tell Sherry I love her. Did y'all receive her letter today? Yes, we did. Here's mother. Did you receive her letter today? Uh, uh, this is Hilda. Did you receive Sherry Ray's letter? Pardon? I can't hear you. It's not very clear. Speak louder. Did you receive the letter today? Ah, uh, yes, I did. Tell me one thing it said. Tell you one thing it said? Anything. Uh, uh, Sir Richard? Do what? There was a little heart on the side, Sir Richard, written on the side. Uh, it said... How many pages? 
Two pages. Okay, it's yellow legal pad. Yeah. And on one side on the front page it said, Jesus is love. No, God is love. Well, God is love. Right. Okay, so you know now that this is not a hoax call. Yes, I know that. Okay. Well, we missed Sheriff Mitt this morning. I don't know what happened to that. They couldn't get him on. Okay. Well, I'm trying to do everything possible to answer some of your prayers. So please, in the name of God, work with us here. Uh, and can you answer me one question, please? You, you are very kind, and, and you seem to be a compassionate person. And, and I think you know how I feel being Sherry's mother and how much I love her. Can you tell me, is she all right physically, without her medicine? Sherry is drinking a little over two gallons of water per hour and using the bathroom right afterwards. All right. Is she able to eat because she doesn't usually eat? That That's what concerns no. me. Uh, listen, i got to hurry now. I, I know that. Okay, now, what I'm going to do is um, have an ambulance. Now, this is very important. Have, this has gone too far. Um, please forgive me. Uh, have an ambulance ready at any time at your house. Have an ambulance ready and then. on Sherry's request, she requests that only immediate family come and Sheriff Metz and the ambulance attendants. She don't want to make a circus out of this. Right. Okay? Okay. And where she said, cast it closed in parentheses. Right. If anything happens to me, she said her one of her requests she did not put in there to put her hands on her stomach like she was praying in the casket. What, ma'am? Cross her hands. Why would anything happen to you? We don't want any harm to you. I, I promise. We just want Sherry well and... All right, okay. Okay, now, does Sheriff Metz realize that this is not the hoax call? Yes, he, he knows this is not a hoax. Okay. Well, tell him to just forget about all of the suspects. And the only thing, didn't, when I talked to you Monday morning, 2.30 in the morning, yes. the first time? Yes, I did not realize. You, I thought you were a police officer. Okay, listen, listen real carefully. i got to hurry. Uh, I know these calls are being traced, correct? I do not know. There you are. Okay. Now listen. Uh, <clears throat> I'm listening. Yeah, hold on a second. Are you still there? Yes. Okay, hold on just a second. Uh, you sure with you? Can you tell me that? I will not say it. Oh. Mm. Uh, I, I can tell you upset. Oh, yes. Okay, hold on before I forget it. I told you that morning you were looking at the wrong place, right? Yes, you did. I wish you would have remembered that. I don't know I why. did remember that. Okay, well, listen to us, please. Okay, forget Lexington County. Look in Saluda County. Do you understand? Look in Saluda County. Exactly. Uh, the closest to Lexington County, within a 15-mile radius right over the line. Is that understood? Yeah. And please, and very, very soon, get, please, now Sherry's request, Sherry's request, please, uh, 
no strangers hardly and when y'all when we give the location no strangers absolutely okay. now did you understand about the folding of the hands like she was in prayer in case something happens to us Yes, if something okay. happens to y'all. But right. nothing, listen, nobody is going to harm you. I well, promise you that. Mitch, that. I don't know what the problem is. I told you to forget about looking around your house. Saluda County. It, listen, there Do are. Do you believe me now? I believe you. There are so many people I know that, that love Sherry, and they just won't give up. Sherry, they I just tell you continue one other to thing. look. I want to tell you one other thing. Sherry is now part of me. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, our souls are one now. Your souls and are one now with Sherry? Yes, and we're trying to work this out. So please do what we ask. You haven't been doing that. I don't understand. And she doesn't. We sit here and watch TV. We see no sheriff. We Why doesn't Sherry, Sherry talk to me? She, she knows me so well. That's why she asked me to communicate but, with you, not your husband. Aren't you aware of that? Yes, I know that. I, I know that okay. she would and, ask and you to talk with me. She does love y'all. And like she said, do not let this ruin your lives. We're not going to let it ruin our okay, well, lives. You tell, listen, you tell Sherry one thing. What is right? There's no way my life could ever be, have any happiness in it again if, if Sherry left this world with me bearing a guilt that I, I had failed in such a bad way because I love her and I, I want to make her happy. I'll do anything to her. work it out. She doesn't have to come home, okay? okay? I'm serious. She does not have to come home. Anything. Well, time's up, and uh, please now uh, have the ambulance ready at any time. This at any will time. not go any further, and uh, it will be soon. The ambulance, you're not telling me that no, something's going to happen to her, and I'm going to have to have an ambulance. I'm telling you her condition. Is getting bad? Is that you what you know you're... more about it than I do. I know I do, and that's why I am so well, worried you about the it. And I'll give you the location and tell Sheriff Mitt to get all his damn men and Saluda County. Okay, well, God bless all will of Will you call me soon? I will. will. you call me back tonight? I, I just need reassurance to know that she's still I have okay. To be careful. i got to go now, and listen, uh, will please, you... please, please forgive me for this. It just got out of hand. I know. Listen, do me one thing. What is that? Hurry. Just tell Sherry. I know she knows how much I love her. Tell her her daddy loves her, and her daddy will work anything out with her under the sun, and, and he admits we've got a lot of problems, and we'll, we'll work them out, and her brother and sister love her. And God bless you for taking care of my baby. Sherry is protected, and like you said, she is a part of me now. And God look after all of us. Yeah. Good night. Good luck to you, too. First off, we want to apologize for the audio. We know it's not of the highest quality, but the content is incredibly intriguing, and we wanted to make sure that we included that on these episodes. Now, what you're hearing here, Captain, and everybody out there in listener land, is part of the reason for the poor quality of the audio is it's almost 40 years old by this point. This case took place in 1985. And we have our perpetrator who is using a voice modulator at times. And then to add to the confusion, this is actually several calls that you heard here where he's hanging up the call because he is aware that they likely will be tracing this. And if they can trace him, well, they're going to catch him. And that's not what he's looking to do. But when we discuss signatures, 
This is the definition of a signature of a killer. This is something, these phone calls, the communication with the victim's family are not necessary to the crimes that he's committing. These are only necessary to him for reasons that we probably will not be able to answer. We cannot comprehend why somebody would want to call the family and further torture them emotionally about their missing daughter. Now, what we can say here, one thing that I believe he was doing is I think he got a little pissed off, and that is one of the reasons for the initial phone call to the family because he keeps saying, now do you see what I mean? Do you know that this is not a hoax? He's not talking about it being a hoax that their daughter was kidnapped. Right. He's talking about his phone calls, the legitimacy of him and his phone calls. Do you now know that this is not a hoax? Because he's able to tell the family information that only they would know. The reason for this, I'm guessing here, Captain, is he wanted the credit. He wanted the notoriety. He wanted credit for his crimes, that he risked himself, put himself in harm's way to commit these crimes. He now wants the credit because I found that a James Edward Robertson called the family with a ransom demand, and this is what he, I believe he is referring to as the hoax, right. because that was very quickly deemed to be a hoax. I believe he was asking the family for like $40,000 and he would return their daughter. But of course, the police very quickly figured out that that was just an extortion plan by this James Edward Robinson had nothing to do with, with the case itself. He's not the perpetrator of the abduction, was not holding their daughter captive. He had no ability to release her to them. He was just simply saw an opportunity and tried to score big off of it. Well, guess what? Score one for the good guys because James Edward Robertson ends up in prison. Makes you wonder, too, if he's talking to her mother because if he talks to her father, there's more likely a chance of confrontation. I don't know if I would be able to contain myself if my daughter went missing and some scumbag called me and and was trying to control the conversation. A couple times they referenced something Sha Richard in their conversation, and I want to bring up what that means. So the letters that the family received, as you heard, were two pages. And on the first page, there was a heart drawing along with the word Sha Richard. Well, Sherry spelled her name S-H-A-R-I, and her boyfriend's name was Richard. So they had this kind of cute way of making one name out of both of their names. And that's what Sha Richard means. Unfortunately, page two of the letter that they're referencing is the last will and testament of Sherry Smith. Do you want to set your child up for success? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out IXL Learning today. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. 
It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. There's one site for all kids in your home pre-K to 12th grade. Kids could use it at home on their computer or on an app on your phone or a tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything for you. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. I love recommending IXL learning. Kids can learn at home or on the go. And all my friends and family that are using it absolutely love it because it's so easy to set up and so easy to use. And even the kids that I've recommended it to their parents have told me, hey, Captain, thank you. I was having problems in math and my parents couldn't help me, but IXL could. Do you want to get your kids back on track or do you just want to get your kids ahead? Do so with IXL Learning. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And True Crime Garage listeners, get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com garage. Visit IXL.com garage to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Check out IXL.com garage today. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless. When Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. Save a lot of money with Mint Mobile. Get their great mobile wireless service delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. That's premium service at a great price. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash TCG. That's mintmobile.com slash TCG. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash TCG. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself 
to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. I am new to Factor, and I have been loving every minute of it. I have a problem, and it's called lunch. Some days I need a pack of lunch, and some days I work from home. Whether I'm at home or whether I'm on the go, Factor is fueling my lunch from now on. Head to factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 and use code truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code truecrimegarage50 at factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Alright, we're back to the windows, to the walls. Cheers, everybody. Cheers to you, Captain. Now, later that same day, he did call again. This time saying Sherry was alive and he would release her soon and that he wanted to tell her one thing, that Sherry is now a part of him, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. He says, our souls are now one. Hilda asked again if her daughter was alive and well. The man said, Sherry is protected and she is a part of me now and God looks after all of us. Okay. So So this guy is a wackadoo weirdo. Well, these are not clear and simple answers to very clear and simple questions from Hilda. And the other thing too, Captain, using those words... Sherry's now a part of me physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Our souls are now one. I can't feel like anybody's got any good feelings in the Smith home hearing that. That sounds very bleak, sounds very bad. I mean, it just sounds sounds bad. Well, on top of that, you have, you know, her car is found on. Mm-hmm. The fact that this individual was able to just pull up behind her, grab her, take her captive, and now this scumbag is going to bring the Lord Jesus Christ and our Savior into this. So because of the first call that was received, they were anticipating these two phone calls and attempting to trace the location of these two phone calls. Now, they did they did have some luck with that. They were able to determine that these two phone calls did come from the general area. You know, they were they were local, let's say. But there are some issues, there were some issues with the phone trace. Right. According to the FBI in 1985, it took about 15 minutes to get a pinpoint location of the exact phone from which the calls were placed. Even with the strength and courage shown by Hilda Smith, the caller never stayed on the phone for that length of time. Now, the man called again. This time it was four days after the abduction, and this time Sherry's 21-year-old sister Dawn answered the phone. The man gave her details about the kidnapping, saying he stopped his car when he saw her at the mailbox. He said he took a few photos of her, then approached her acting friendly. And when he got close enough, he forced her into his vehicle at gunpoint. Mm -hmm. He told Dawn he was regretful that the whole thing got way out of hand. He then went on to tell her that at 3.10 a.m. Saturday, the 1st of June, Sherry wrote the letter you received, and then at 4.58 Saturday, the 1st of June, we became one soul. 
He said, uh, don't. There he goes with the weird talk again. Right. And he says, don't ask me any questions. He told Don Sherry would be returned the following evening and that they should have an ambulance on standby, adding you'll receive instructions on where to find us. Well, and this makes you wonder because you take somebody like Dahmer, for example, and he would talk about possessing his victim by eating his victim and that they would become a part of him by doing so. So that's where my head goes with these comments. My head actually goes in two directions. One, what you just said there. Talent. One right there is 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 the possessing. Um, you know, we even hear Zodiac uh, wrote in his letters that they will become slaves, my slaves in the afterlife. Yeah. But the weird thing that I find here is a bit of the opposite that we've seen with like when we talked about Kemper, we talked about BTK, where both of them said, you know, after I killed somebody, I just immediately went into pure paranoia where I felt the whole world knew what I just did. Right. And at any second, they're going to come and get me. You know, they're going to come and apprehend me. And here, you know, we have the FBI who's stating, well, we believed by receiving this letter that she was probably already dead before we arrived on the scene to help. And this dude's probably out looking for another victim. He might be, but he's also busy spending his time communicating with the family. I wonder what happened to give them that impression that he already killed her. I think the letter, you know, the letter's weird enough that it might steer you in that direction. That's the same way that it steered us to the possession, possessing the victim. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have become one. All of that kooky talk, right? Mm-hmm. What could do. But here's one thing I do want to point out. And mm-hmm. I, I read a lot of books oh. by retired FBI agents. Humble brag. What, 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 what kind of brag is that? That, that I can read? <laughs> I read um, a lot of books. No, that just means this I have is, nothing else to do. This is after. Uh, did you start reading a lot after you studied computer? Well, the thing that I want to point out here that I see time and time again by these retired FBI agents, and don't get me wrong, I I enjoy them very much. That's why I purchased their books so I can read them. However, they're always kind of the smartest guy in the room. And I wonder a lot of times, like, after the fact, they're telling these stories 20, 30 years later, and they're like, ah, we knew already that uh, this is what was going on. Mm-hmm. And it's, you kind of, I question it sometimes. You couldn't have been right every single time. You know what I mean? It just doesn't maybe work this, out that way. Maybe this is why you identify with the books. Right. Remember, he's now telling them that they will receive instructions on where to find us. More of the kooky talk right. and letting them know that, hey, I'm going to let Sherry go. She will be returned the following evening. Make sure you have an ambulance on standby. So to me, I go in a different route thinking, why is so much communication going on if you haven't kept her alive? Maybe because of the kooky talk. But let's let the audience think for themselves. And here's the recording of that call. Uh, John? Yes? Uh, this is Sherry Faye's request. Have your mother get on the other phone quickly. To get on the other phone. Get on the other phone, mother. Get a pencil and piece of paper ready. Get a pencil ready. and paper ready. Okay. Okay. I She's know. not on the phone yet. Well, I'll tell you this. Okay. Uh, you're aware that that was in Sherry's own handwriting? Yes, I am. All right. Okay, now this is Sherry's own word. Okay. So listen carefully. Say nothing unless you're asked. Okay. Okay. And... 
it's not necessary. I know these calls are taped mm -hmm. and traced, but that's irrelevant now. There's no money demanded. So here's Sherry Faye's last request. On the fifth day, to put the family at rest, Sherry Faye being freed. Remember, we are one soul now. When you locate, when located, you locate both of us together. We are one. God has chosen us. Respect all past and present requests. Actual events and times. Jot this down. Hurry. All right, I'm doing it. 3.28 in the afternoon, Friday, 31st of May. What? Sherry, Wait a minute, too fast. 3.28 afternoon. Sherry Faye was kidnapped from your mailbox with a gun. She had to fear God on her, and she was at the mailbox. That's why she did not return back she to had, her car. She had to fear what? Fear God. Fear God. Okay, 4.58 a.m. No, I'm sorry, hold on a minute. 3.10 a.m. Saturday, the 1st of June. Uh, she hand-wrote what you received. 4.58 a.m. Saturday, the 1st of June. Okay, Saturday, the 1st of June, 4.58 a.m. Became one soul. Became one soul. What does that mean? No questions now. All right. Last, between 4 and 7, Wednesday, tomorrow, have ambulance ready. Remember, no service. Four and, wait, 4 and 7 a.m.? 4 and 7 in the afternoon. In tomorrow. the afternoon. Tomorrow. Okay. Okay, have ambulance ready. Remember her request, no circus. Okay. Prayers and relief coming soon. Please learn to enjoy life. Forgive. God protects the chosen. Sherry Faye's important request. Rest tonight and tomorrow good shall come out of this. And please, to our sheriff Mets, search no more. Blessings are near. Remember, tomorrow Wednesday, four to four in the afternoon to seven in the evening. Amulet's ready, no circus. Okay, no circus. What does that mean? We'll receive last instructions for to find us. Please okay. forgive. Don't, do not kill my daughter, please. I mean, please. We love and miss y'all. Get good Let rest me. tonight. Goodbye. Wait a minute. He's gone, Mom. I think at that point, I mean, you can almost hear in her voice because he's not responding to her that maybe she's starting to understand that her daughter might be gone i think that's always the fear i think where their hope comes from is that maybe this guy's just completely right off of his rocker and we can't take anything that he says as fact or as truth because we don't know what kind of maniac we're dealing with here i mean he's claiming to have to abducted her and that they've become one Again, those words are scary to me as a parent. That's not what you want to hear because I, I usually know with, where that ends up. Right. And he's proven that he is the one that has abducted their daughter. I love the psychology of this, though. And I, and I really wonder if there's a way to kind of dissect this because we have some killers that communicate 
after their crimes. And we've seen some that communicate with law enforcement. Some choose to communicate with the media. And here we have somebody communicating with the victims, with the families. And I've always wondered what is the psychology of why one killer will pick whomever they end up communicating with. I would lean towards the idea of that you're communicating with their family members, that it's a, in a way you're trying to get forgiveness. You're going to try to get them to understand and you're going to try to get them to, you know, pray for you or forgive you. Well, maybe that's the case here because we do hear him. He's saying that he's passing along direct request from right. Sherry Smith to the family. This is how Sherry Smith wants you to handle this situation going forward. These are her requests. So that seems important to him. And maybe that's some weird form of remorse. I don't know. But other times that we've had perpetrators communicate with the victims, it's been more of a taunting nature where, yeah. you know, we've seen BTK. He communicated with the primarily the, the media and somewhat law enforcement. Here we have a direct connection, direct communication via phone and letters to the victim's families from the killer. And this is similar to, we've seen this in previous cases with before we were calling him the golden state killer back when he was ons or the original night stalker, he would call and taunt some of their victims, you know, the right. heavy breathing into the phone, the, the threat of, of killing additional victims and also with David Gale Meyerhofer was one that called the family of the mother that he kidnapped. He called her, I believe it was for, for weeks. And she was convinced that the person calling them was the actual killer, the person responsible for whatever happened to their daughter. It seems like when these killers are contacting media, it's, it's leans more towards the idea that they're taunting uh, society, they're taunting the police, they're taunting their next victims also what i find a little strange in this call and i don't know if it's because of the tape or it's because of whatever voice manipulation he's trying to use but there's a couple times where it like slows down and and sounds very demonic well and for the longtime listeners out there some of you are probably scratching your head a bit and going feel like I've heard you guys cover this case before. And well, you are right. We always say that we have the, the best and brightest audience out there. Well, you are right. We did cover this case before entitled that show, the last will and Testament. The reason that we are going through this again, and while you are hearing old audio from yours truly and the captain is because we were asked by John Douglas he said, I'd like to come on and talk about this case that we worked. And oh, by the way, here's some of the audio. We have some of the phone calls that you guys can use and present to your audience. At noon the next day, the man called again and said, follow these instructions. Listen carefully. He said, take Highway 378 West to Traffic Circle. Take Prosperity Exit and go one and a half miles. Mm -hmm. Turn right at the Moose Lodge sign. Go one quarter mile and then turn left at the white building. Go to the backyard. There we will be waiting. God chose us. And then he hung up the phone. Listen carefully. Take Highway 378 West. Hit traffic circle. Take Prosperity exit. Go one and a half miles. Turn 
turn right at sign. Moose Lodge number 103. Go one quarter mile. Turn left at White Frame Building. Go to backyard. Six feet beyond, we're waiting. God chose us. Yeah, this God speak is just creepy. Well, it's South Carolina, and it's I I think you know it's part of that. Uh, no, I don't mind God talk. I don't mind that at all. You know, I'm a spiritual person. What I do mind is when you kidnap a person, possibly have already murdered her. You made her write her last will and testament, and now you're saying that you have became one, and then you keep bringing God into this. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, don't like that much. Well, and given all these instructions, pretty detailed instructions, it's good for law enforcement that this call, like the others, was recorded. So the sheriff's department followed the directions, and this led them to the body of Sherry Faye Smith. The decomposition of the body suggested that she had been dead for some time, likely since 458 on June 1st, like was noted in the letter. Right. They were pretty sure of this. So... She was clothed, and they could tell she was once bound with duct tape, but the the tape had been removed, so we have the residue left over from the duct tape. And they believe that Sherry's body was likely in this location since shortly after her death. Unfortunately, by the time Sherry's body was located, due to the advanced decomp, the pathologist could not ascertain either the cause of death or whether or not she had been sexually assaulted. The pathologist believed, however, that Sherry either suffocated or died from dehydration, this resulting from a rare form of diabetes from which Sherry suffered. Mm. Evidence suggested she was killed elsewhere. Investigators believed her killer placed her there and returned to visit with the corpse, and it was only until the body was too far decomposed for his liking or decomposed enough to hide slash destroy evidence that he told the family where to find her. And it's strange for me with the FBI involved, you'd think that they would be able to determine the cause of death. Well, using the information that they had, the FBI unit put together a profile of the offender. They believed that the offender was in his late 20s to early 30s, probably divorced, living alone or with his parents. White. He has... Uh, yeah, the, they actually will update this profile later. And they didn't include white as part of the first profile, Mm -hmm. Uh, but probably divorced, living alone or with his parents. He has some kind of criminal record. This would include assaults on women or at least obscene phone calls. If he has previously murdered anyone, the victims would be children or young girls. They believed when he was on the phone with Sherry's family, he was reading from a script. They believe the killer was rigid, orderly, and obsessively neat. He would take notes obsessively and keep many lists. Did they say anything about possible military background? Uh, They did not. But usually they will include that if they believe that he does have some type of military background. And the reason why I bring that up is because the neat and orderly possibly wants to create lists. Yeah. You would think that would be somebody that, you know, had some regiment schedule at some point in their existence. They believe that he owned a vehicle likely three years old or newer, and the vehicle is clean, well-maintained, and cared for. Outwardly, he is arrogant and displays contempt for the world, but on the inside, he is insecure and harbors strong feelings of inadequacy. He possibly goes around telling people he reads a lot of books. Yes, 
and then and then uh, doesn't speak too highly of the author. <laughs> they said that the man is local. Having lived in the area for most of his life, he had access to a secluded area where he knew he would have time to spend with Sherry and her body. They figured that the reason that the caller's voice sounded distorted is because he was using some type of device to achieve this. Mm -hmm. They determined the caller was using something called a variable speed device. They were now in the process of tracking down manufacturers of these types of devices and retailers. This suggested that the suspect had a background in electronics. So it's, it's always interesting to me, Captain, how they come up with this. Some of it more detailed than other profiles that we've reviewed in the past. The stuff about the books is fascinating. Right. No, what gets me is when they say, we believe that he has a car that's three years old or newer. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so random. And it's like, you don't know, do they have any eyewitnesses that would make them lean that way or... Or is this just kind of a random guess? According to the information I could find, there was no eyewitnesses. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's why it's so random to me. We believe that he has a newer uh, three-year-old car or newer. That's so pinpoint. I think they come up with this for a couple of reasons. One, I think they're working off of the idea that this guy is driving a lot, mm-hmm. that he's spending a lot of time driving. And they may also believe him to be careful. If they believe him to be careful and driving all the time, they're probably going off of the thought that he would prefer to drive a newer vehicle, something Mm -hmm. that's well-maintained and well-cared for because it would be too risky to spend all that time driving, and he wouldn't do that because he's careful. Or possibly the idea that this guy was married, divorced, so he possibly has a career, is living with somebody or living with his parents, so therefore he has the money where he would have a nicer vehicle because that would be his only opportunity to maybe impress a a female also. That's interesting that you picked up on that because with having a background in electronics, they're almost suggesting that they believe this individual has a job. And like you said, if they believe he's living with his parents, he has more money than somebody not living with their parents. Mm -hmm. But the obvious thing here is usually when they base off of Uh, the situation, is this individual local or not? And that seems to be pretty quick to come to that assumption. And I think here really exemplifies that to perfection. You know, we have a situation where he gives very detailed directions to find her body. And I have to believe that law enforcement's working off of the thought that that's not just a place that this guy stumbled upon, that this is an area that he knew and knew well And therefore, he's a local guy. He didn't just drive in and happen to see her at the mailbox and take her away. This next call is by far the most detailed call from the killer. Hello. I have a quick call for Dawn Smith. Uh, Dawn is not taking any calls. Could uh, I have a name, please? Uh, Please put Dawn on the line. Dawn can't come to the phone right now. This is um, her Aunt Beverly. Well, I'll speak to uh, Mrs. Smith. This is emergency. Well, I'm sorry. She is uh, being sedated and cannot come to the phone. She's asleep. Okay, may I speak to Bob Smith? Uh, Bob has gone uh, up to the funeral home. You realize the situation with their daughter. Wait one moment. You you asked to speak to Mrs. Smith? Or Don. I'd rather speak to Don. To Don. Uh-huh. 
Uh, well, let me see if we can find her. Okay, hurry up. All right, they're looking right now. Thank you, ma'am. Okay, thank you, Opera. I'll speak to anybody that comes to the phone now. This is her aunt, uh, Beverly. Hi, Joe Wilson. Will you accept the charge? Yes, we'll accept the charge. This is Sherry's Aunt Beverly. I'll be happy to speak to you. Who am I speaking to, please? I want to speak to Dawn. Uh, we're trying to locate her. In the meantime, I'll be happy to help you. No, thank you. I have to go then if I can't talk to her. She's coming. They're looking for her immediately. <laughs> Just one moment. They're, they're trying to find her. Okay, operator. She, here, wait one moment, please. She had walked outside to walk the dog. They are looking for her. Operator. Is operator on the line? Here is Dawn right now. Hello? Dawn? Yes? I'm calling for Sherry Faye. And are you aware I'm turning myself in tomorrow morning? No. Well, have you talked to Sheriff Matt or Charlie Kyes? Oh, uh, no. Well, talk to them and listen carefully. Okay. I have to tell you this, that uh, Sherry asked me to uh, turn myself in on after the fifth day after they found her. Wait, okay, I'm trying to write this down. Don't okay. write it down. Don't write it down? Don't write it down. Okay. And, uh, or get myself straight with God and, uh, turn myself completely over to Him. So I have to turn myself over to Him. Okay. And, uh, they'll, uh, Charlie Kyers, he'll know what I'm talking about when you talk to him. He will not be able to get a personal interview from me in the morning. I'm, uh, There'll be a letter that's already been mailed, an exact copy to you and to him, and it's with pictures. Of, a copy to me? Yes, and him at his home of pictures of Sherry Faye from the time even I made her stand at their car and took two pictures. Now, all through the thing, and the letter would describe exactly what happened from the time I picked her up to the time uh, I called and told y'all where to find her. Okay. And I'll be doing the same in the morning at 6 a.m. and tell the sheriff and Charlie Kyers. Charlie Kyers, is, I used him as a medium today, and I talked to him. Okay. At 6 a.m., what will you be doing in the morning? Well, he'll know. Oh, he'll, he'll know. He'll know. Okay. And also that... Uh, uh, will be armed, but by the time they find me, I won't be dangerous. You, Do you, you understand that? You will be armed. But by the time they find me, I won't be dangerous. What does that mean? Well, uh, Sherry Faye said if I couldn't live with myself, and she wouldn't forgive me if I didn't turn myself over or turn myself in or turn myself over to God. So I'm going to have to, I just... This thing got out of hand, and all I wanted to do was make love to Don. I've been watching her for a couple of weeks. To who? I'm sorry, to Sherry. And I watched her a couple of weeks, and uh, it just got out of hand. And Don, I hope you and your family forgive me for this. You're not going to kill yourself, are you? I, I don't. I can't live in prison and go to electric here. I can't do that. I, this is the only way I can get myself straight. I'm very sick, and but I. I can't go through... We don't want you to die. We want to help you. Don't kill yourself. No, I just... Uh, you can't take someone's life. And this is the way it's going to have to be. Sherry said... But see, listen to me, okay? Well, listen, I have to go... No, i got to tell you something, okay? This is important. Well, God I can for... are being traced. God, well, that's okay, but God can forgive you and erase all of that. John, I, I can't live with myself. And we can, too. ...the rest of my life or go to electric 
Listen, Sherry's at peace with God. She's better off than any of us. Well, I want to say something to you that she told me. Okay. Sherry, well, Sherry Faye said that um, she did not cry the entire time. She was very strong-willed, and she said that um, she did not want uh, y'all to ruin your lives and go on with your lives like the letter said. And I've never lied to y'all before, right? Everything I've told you came true, right? Yes. Okay, so this is going to have to be the way it is. And she said that um, she wasn't scared, that she knew that she was going to be an angel. And if I took the latter choice that she suggested to me, that she would forgive me, but uh, God's going to be the major judgment, and she'll probably end up seeing me in heaven, not in hell. And that uh, she requests, now please remember this, now she requests, Y'all be sure to take her hands and fold them in her, on her stomach like she's praying. Okay. And that closed casket. Yeah. They already made those plans? Yes. Okay. And please uh, have Charlie Kynes with Sheriff Metz, and Charlie knows what to do in the morning, and have an ambulance, and probably before they get there, might as well have a hearse also, and I'll be at the traffic circle. And I'm not in, I'll be, I'm just going to allow myself enough time to get in the area and get set up. I'm not in the area now. And uh, it'll be 6 in the morning that I'll call his office, and by the time they reach me, I'll be straight with God. And uh, Sherry said, please take the gold necklace that she had on, and the she had one earring or the left ear. Uh-huh. And uh, save those things and treasure them. Save them? Yes. She doesn't want um, Richard to have that necklace? Uh, she said something. There was something special jewelry in her room that she said. I forgot what it might have been that necklace. But, uh, yeah, well, go ahead. But the rest of her stuff is, is irrelevant. Okay. Yeah, she felt sure that y'all would do this. And what about her high school ring? Uh, that's, she said everything else would be decided by the family. But Sherry was, was not afraid and she didn't cry or anything? No, she didn't do anything. And uh, Can you handle if I tell you how she died? Yes. Okay, now be strong. Now. Okay. She said she knew were. She told me all about the family and everything. We talked and, oh, God. And I am a family friend. That's the sad part. You are a family friend? Yeah. And that's why I can't face y'all. You'll find out in the morning or tomorrow. But um, forgive me and uh, Don, uh, Sherry, I don't know whether you should tell your mother this or not, but uh, Sherry Faye was not a virgin. She started uh, with a guy in January. Were you aware of We know that now, yes. Okay. And I did make love to her, and we had oral sex for uh, three different times. And uh, can you handle this now? Yes. Okay, I tied her up to the bedpost and uh, with electric uh, cord, and uh, she didn't struggle, cry, or anything. She let me voluntarily from her chin to her head. Oh, yeah, and be sure to tell. Okay, I'll go ahead and take. And I took duct tape and wrapped it all the way around her head and suffocated her and tell the coroner or get the information that's how she died and uh, I was unaware she had this disease. I probably wouldn't have ever taken her and uh, I shouldn't took her any way. It just got out of hand. Uh -huh. And uh, I'd asked her out before and she said she would if she wasn't going with anybody. Uh -huh. And uh, she said also that, uh, oh yeah, make sure
sure Charlie Kyes, you know him, the reporter on WIS. Uh, I can't think of who he is right now. Okay, they'll know who he is. He's the one that wears the bow tie on Channel 10. He's the head and uh, news fellow on this case for Channel 10. Tell him to be sure to get in touch with Ann Davis. Cause Ann Davis. Yeah, she probably already told him some information. I had to use them for mediums because they were tapping your house and stuff. And another ironic part, I had to see what was going on at the house, at your house. Yeah. I was there Saturday morning for the search. You were at the search Saturday? Yes, I was. And if, oh God, Don, I wish, I, I wish y'all could help me, but it's just too late. Let me tell you something, okay? God can forgive you. Well, I have to go now, Don. I know there. And through God, we can forgive you also. Well, if, if Don. Will you forgive me then? Yes. Your family? But I, I just, it's, I'll have to take the other choice that, that Sherry Page said to me. I just can't live with myself like this. I'm not I think be, you just need to just think about that a little no, harder I'm than you. I'm going to be caged up like a dog. Okay, now, is there any other questions? Short, i got to go now. Time for um, when, when you killed Sherry, was she at peace? She wasn't afraid or anything? She was not. She was at peace. She knew that God was with her and she was going to become an angel. And, and she wrote that letter to us of her own free will and all that was... Did. Everything I told you has been the truth. Hadn't everything came true? Yes, it has. Okay, and now I'll be in the area uh, from just a long enough time to set this up for myself. Uh-huh. Uh, like I said, I also Charlie and everything requested. I mean, I told you that I requested Cherry. I asked Cherry Faye if I could do this, and she said it was fine with her to help the minister, the preacher from Lexington Baptist, mm-hmm. be in the ambulance. Be in the ambulance. Louis Abbott? Huh? Louis Abbott? Uh, yeah, I forgot. She, already, she told me his name. I forgot who it was. The one that's going to, y'all's regular minister. Right. With the church. That's him. Okay. okay. going to do the funeral Saturday? Yes. Okay. Well, can, can I ask you one more question? One more, and that's it. When, when um, you told us that you, Sherry was kidnapped at gunpoint? Yeah. But she knew you? Yes. At first, see, I pulled up, and uh, I'm telling you the truth. I have no reason to lie to y'all. Okay. I've always told you the truth, right? Right. Okay. And uh, I had her, asked her to stand there, and I took two instant pictures. You asked her to stand where? At the mailbox with her car in the background. Those pictures, detailed pictures, will be with the letters that you received probably since I'm out of town, probably not until Saturday. Mm-hmm. And Charlie Kaiser get a copy. And your family would get a copy, and it's addressed to you, unless the mail holds it up. So she didn't realize that you were fixing to kidnap her? That's exactly right. Okay. And uh, she's, uh, she, uh, what else? She doesn't, uh, so I'll just be in there long enough to get set up for tomorrow morning and tell the sheriff Matt that it's no use and, uh, trying to trace these calls or catch me. It's too late and I won't be taken alive. And also, Don, that uh, uh, he can just call off the down search. It's, it's over now. And Why are you I talking? I the people out there wasting their time. Now, uh, everything I told you is true and this is coming true also. I just can't live with it. I can't take it anymore. Sherry favors right. We, I feel like I, I got close to her and we. she showed me things. She was very... Okay. Okay. Any other questions? Uh, why are you talking to me instead of mom? She felt like you were strong-willed and more. Oh, did you mother. start talking to her? Who? Mother. At first. Yeah, that was your mother. Oh, I was outside. I didn't know. Oh, she said it was your aunt, but it was your mother, correct? 
Uh, no, that was my aunt that answered the phone. Okay. No, she said something about your mother being on her medication. Sherry told me, Sherry Faye told me, remember I told you on the fifth day to let them know where she was so her blessings of the body could be blessed, right? Why on the fifth day did she want us to find her? Why not? I don't know. She just, she just said that. And she was into her third day on her period, and uh, I'm telling you exactly how she died. So she died of suffocation. And so, you know, the, okay. Anything else? Why did you Why did you do that? I gave her a choice uh, to shoot her or give her a drug overdose or suffocate her. Why did you have to kill her? It got out of hand. I got scared because I. I only God knows, Don. I don't know why. God forgives me for this, I hope, and I've got to straighten it out, or he'll send me to hell, and I'll be there the rest of my life, but I'm not going to be in prison. And but I don't think taking your life is the answer to this. Well, or, I'll... Or forgiveness. Well, Don, i got to go now. It's been too long, and uh, tell them to just forget about the search. I'll be in the area long enough in the morning for them to uh, find me, and by the time I call, it's uh, Charlie Kaiser and know exactly the setup. Well, they, I hope now, so I know why I'm staying on the phone. Uh, they are taping this. I don't want anything messed up, okay? Okay. They are taping it, right? Uh-huh. Okay, good. Okay, and anything else? Um, um, I just, um... Oh, yeah, let me tell you. The other night, they almost caught me. The ignorant son of a gun, I wanted them to catch me. I felt that way at that time. When? When was this? Uh, when I called at 940. When you were over near Jake's Landing? Yeah, I was at that fast fair. Yeah. I pulled out 20 yards in front of two... What color car did you have? They hit it dead on it, red. And they didn't even, Don, I can't get over this. An ignorant son of a so-and-so didn't even turn around and follow me. And I cut right at that blinking light down there to go the back way on Old Cherokee Road. Uh-huh. And there was a highway patrolman in front of somebody in front of me and pulled a car in front of me, and he let me turn right on Old Cherokee Road. Can you believe that? So you really wanted to be caught? At that time, but it's too late now. What kind of car was it? Well, they mighty damn close. I, Don, they're not going to catch me. I, I can't give you much information because i got to make it back in time, and they'll stop me before I get back if I tell you. But they, they're right. It was a red one, and I almost got caught three or four times. Was it a red Jetta? Don, that's irrelevant now. If I die now or if I die at 6 in the morning, it's irrelevant. Well, listen, uh, Don. I really, I wish you would... Anything else? You would just think about not killing yourself. Tell me to tell you, please go back to Carol Wins. I know you live in Charlotte, and uh, I know a lot about your family. And uh, go back and start singing and give it your best. And uh, she knows that she'll be singing like crazy. She was, uh, when she said that, she was smiling. She'll be singing like crazy. She was smiling. She was smiling. And, well. So she wasn't afraid the whole time? No, never. Because she knew that she was going to be with God. That's exactly right. The whole time. The whole time. She's so damn strong-willed. And, and but I just really, I wish you would think about not killing yourself. I will, Don. You need to think about that a lot because... Okay, well, put it this way. If, if I decide between now and I call Sheriff, he'll know with Charlie Kai, 6 in the morning, I'll walk. Oh, Lordy. Listen, our prayers will be for you. Okay. I'll call you collect. Did you hear what I said? We home tonight. We, we are home tonight. Can I ask you? 
Listen, our prayers will be with you, okay? God can do anything and he could forgive you for this. Yeah, but you know what's going to happen to me, Don? I'm going to be fried. You don't know that. God can work miracles. You don't know that that'll happen to you. Well, God is merciful no matter what we do. It's time now. It's time. i got to go now. And I'll just, I'll think about a lot of, a lot of things in my mind now. I know you know that, right? Right. And uh, uh, you answer the phone every time it rings tonight. Me answer the phone tonight every time it rings. That's right. And if it's collect, and I'll say from uh, the break of day. You'll okay. Know. Now, if we're asleep, okay. you let it keep ringing, okay? I will. I will. Okay. Well, God bless all of us. God bless you, too. Wait, a mother wants to say something to you. Listen, mom wants to say something to you. Just one thing and I'm gone. Okay. Join us back here in the garage for part two of When a Killer Calls. Until then, be good, be kind, and don't litter. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people.